Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thanks for joining me on this broadcast or podcast, however you are listening or viewing, maybe even on a video. Yesterday, Monday, uh, we dove right into what faith actually looks like using Jesus' exchange with his disciples in the upper room as he was preparing himself and them for his death and resurrection. The disciples really liked what they heard. You ask for anything in my Father, in my name, and he'll give it to you. And, and they totally interpreted that from a fleshly perspective, as we often do, right? They really liked what they heard him say, but Jesus knew they still didn't get it. So he challenged them with the question in response to their excited statement of belief. Do you now believe? Fortunately, he knew them better than they knew themselves, and yet it likely didn't feel so fortunate for the disciples. That's what should often happen as we spend time in God's Word, in prayer, and in listening to Him. Unfortunately, we seldom hear messages that challenge our faith walk in the areas we need it most and where we're likely to abandon the Lord for our own ideas and for our own good, to find the way we want and how others receive it and what they think of us. The beauty is that He is still gracious, just as He was with the disciples that night in the upper room, and the promised Holy Spirit changed everything for them and for us. If you missed yesterday's uh, episode, you want to listen to it again maybe or share it, you can find that at the loveandlordship.com, loveandlordship.com. Uh, you can click on that and find it on the read, listen, or watch tabs. Uh, read tabs has a lot of other articles, but listen on, on, the, on the listen tab and the watch tab, you can find the podcast or the video. And uh, again, Reed has numerous other articles. You can find these both on the videos and the podcast at Vimeo, which is the video, of course, and Podbean, right? That's the podcast. So love to know what you think about them. Uh, send your questions or comments, agreed or disagreed, to loveandlordship at gmail.com, loveandlordship at gmail.com. And I'd love to enter into dialogue with you as we hopefully both, all of us, can grow together. Thank you for those who have done that and continue to do it either personally when you see me out or uh, through uh, the, the email and text and other ways that you can reach me. I certainly appreciate the encouragement and the challenges. Knowing that in the covenant, in Christ's blood, death, burial, and resurrection, we now have the Holy Spirit. As we are faithful in our struggles and in His righteousness, the Spirit now guides and directs those whose faith is rooted in Christ and the truth of His Word. We can now ask anything, just as Jesus promised, and know that we receive it from the Father. Why? Well, because our hearts are truly set on Him and His kingdom and righteousness above everything else, rather than our own fleshly desires that we often call needs, and that really gets troubling. Oh, oh those desires are still there, but as we grow in faith, we begin more and more to seek after and choose according to His word and will, and He always answers those prayers with yes and amen in Christ. And when we miss it, He's gracious to patiently wait, work, correct, grow us. This is what Jesus was teaching the disciples so they would learn in the guidance of the Holy Spirit and in line with the truth of his word to ask according to his will and his desires. So with this in mind, as we continue down this faith path, today's message addresses another question. This is a little different angle. As I said yesterday in closing, 
Today's message is, what do you want the Lord to do for you? Now, we all would love to answer that question, wouldn't we? That's found on February 29th. It's leap year or leap day, right, in our calendars this year. Uh, in, 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 the, in the devotional booklet or at myutmost.org, you'll find it on February 29th. In today's message, we encounter blind Bartimaeus. Now, now you won't know that, but this is the setup for it. And we see the contrast of Jesus and the crowds and how Bartimaeus responds to both of them and how Christ responds to him. Bartimaeus did not allow the discouraging crowds to keep him from Jesus. But then when Jesus acknowledged him, he did so with a poignant question. Chambers picks it up with this question and Bartimaeus' response. What do you want for me to do for you? Jesus said, Bartimaeus said, Lord, I want to see. Luke 18, 41. Chambers begins with the devotional saying, is there something in your life that not only disturbs you, but makes you a disturbance to others like Bartimaeus was to the crowd? If so, it is always something you can't handle yourself. Then those who went before warned him, Bartimaeus, that he should be quiet, but he cried out all the more. That's in verse 39, just a couple of verses before Jesus encounters and questions him. Obviously, we're backtracking here to how the crowds were irritated with Bartimaeus and how they responded in our modern-day language, shut up. But Bartimaeus shouted even louder. What's the lesson for us here? Well, Chambers says, be persistent with your disturbance until you get face-to-face -face with the Lord himself. Don't deify common sense. To sit calmly by instead of creating a disturbance serves only to deify our common sense. Well, they're probably right. He doesn't want to hear from me. I'm just a blind man. Right? See, that's all common sense and rationalization. When Jesus asks what we want him to do for us about the incredible problem that is confronting us, remember that he doesn't work in common sense ways, but only in supernatural ways, and I add, by faith through grace. He's willing to do it but it, it, it needs to be for his will and kingdom and glory. This really rubs against my flesh and pride. What about yours? Have you come to the end of yourself so that you will keep asking more and more of the Lord in faith and trusting that he will give the perfect and best response? And that often, he alone is the only response. Nothing that I can do about it so I must absolutely surrender all to him and ask. Chambers goes on to say, look at how we limit the Lord by only remembering what we have allowed him to do for us in the past. We say, oh, I always failed there and I always will. That's our flesh leading us again and faith goes right out the window. So then what happens? Well, exactly what the enemy wants to happen. Chambers, consequently, we don't ask for what we want. Instead, we think it is ridiculous to ask God to do this. If it is an impossibility, it is the very thing for which we have to ask. If it is not an impossible thing, it's not a real disturbance. And God will do what is absolutely impossible. Remember, it's got to be on that realm, though. It's got to be on that level of what are your desires, Lord, because that's what you want me to know. Don't read into this from your own selfish and fleshly desires and perspective. 
Remember from yesterday's message that this kind of asking flows from the Holy Spirit and a desire to know and glorify God in all things. Selfishness and pride must go. We must ask from humility and in line with his truth and his will and then leave the answer to him. We may still ask wrongly, but if we're truly seeking him, his answer will teach us and direct us. We can always trust that. What does that look like? Well, let's continue. This man received his sight, but the most impossible thing for you is to be so closely identified with the Lord that there is literally nothing of your old life remaining. John 3.30 is the response of the greatest man who ever lived on earth apart from Jesus, John the Baptist. Go look at Matthew 11.11 in Jesus' own words. And John the Baptist responds on how we are to live so that we always get what we want from God. He must increase and I must decrease. Paul said it this way in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. The devotional says, God will do it if you will ask him. But you have to come to the point of believing him to be almighty. And, and I'll add this, and not for selfish reasons. James tells us, you ask and do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. we got to remember all these truths. Make sure we're not picking and choosing ones that just fit what we want. And then when God doesn't answer, we blame him, right? This means you have to step out in faith in Christ and who he is. And trust him for whatever answer he gives. We find faith by not only believing what Jesus says, but even more by trusting Jesus himself. If we only look at what he says, we will never believe. Once we see Jesus, that relationship that we talked about, the loving relationship that he gives us in salvation, the impossible things he does in our lives become as natural as breathing. The agony we suffer... Oh, I, th I thought you'd take all that away. No, Bible's clear on that. We're going to have that. The agony we suffer is only the result of the deliberate shallowness of our own heart, but it's still there, and we're going to have to deal with that. We won't believe. We won't let go by severing the line that secures the boat to the shore. We prefer to worry, and then the anxiety gets deeper and the burden gets heavier. You see, we need to truly let go in faith and get beyond the shallows out into the deep and go, Lord, show me, teach me. I can handle any of the suffering and struggling if I'm walking in this with you and I know you. Food for thought as we wrap this up. What is keeping you from walking in this kind of faith? Out in the deep? What is keeping you from asking the Lord for what you want? Is it that you want, is it that what you want doesn't actually align with him and his word? Or is it that your faith is weak and you're afraid to ask and then see what his answer will be? That's okay. As long as you're continuing to grow in your walk with him and in your faith in him. What do you want the Lord to do for you? Here's our love in action. Spend time with God and his word, prayer, and listening every day. If it's just for five minutes, but don't miss a day. Watch what he begins to do. And start with the scriptures in this, in this message. Ask the Holy Spirit then to teach you. That's the second one. Number three, what has been your experience when it comes to faith, prayer, and how the Lord has answered, as well as how you've responded to those answers? 
Think about, maybe even write, journal that, write that down. Number four, what do you need to do to make sure that you're seeking him and not just what he can give? What might it look like for you to simply seek him and leave the answers to him and then be satisfied with whatever they are because you trusted him? Adia Wishner joins us tomorrow as we close out today for another Wednesday for Women that I promise will help you better grasp what is going on in the world around us and how to respond in line with God's Word. You don't want to miss it as Adia always brings great wisdom and insights. Join us and invite others to join us, family, friends, loved ones, enemies. I say it every day. We want everyone to hear if they're willing to so that we can all grow in our deeper walk that Christ died to give us in salvation and sanctifying us. Again, you can find out a lot more at the website loveandlordship.com, loveandlordship.com, spell it all out. If you are feeling led that this is a kingdom ministry bringing kingdom fruit, maybe to you, maybe to others, or all the above, right? Click on that Give tab and, uh, and, and be willing to partner with us. You can do it in a minute or so. Give one time or ongoing, monthly or whatever. Those are very helpful, but we're thankful for all of those who are and have done that. So thankful, and all donations are fully tax deductible. You can also give through mobile at cash.app, A-P-P, forward slash, dollar sign, love and lordship, all together in both L's capitalized. Thank you for doing that. And if it's not us, as I always say, keep praying and asking the Lord to show you where he'd have you give and partner with the ministry. But make sure, first and foremost, you are giving to your local church and you're involved there, working there. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day and God bless in Christ. Stay tuned at 1245. Check out Greg Horn and Hope is Here. I'm Greg Williams and you're listening to The Authority of Love.